What's up, everyone? This is Zach Roberts with Easy One Comics and More Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the show WandaVision presented on Disney Plus, created by Marvel Studios. Today I'm with two of my good friends, Stephen Witt and Jacob Witt. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Well, as you said, my name is Stephen Witt. Uh, I'm a fellow Marvel nerd and nerd of all things. Been a nerd for many plus years now. Almost over two decades, which is a long time. <laughs> two decades, yeah. I know. Uh, let me say this about Steven. And I, I can say this about Steven. Steven grew up playing all the video games. NES, Super NES, Sega, whatever, you name it. And one thing that Jacob and I can both vouch for is that you do not want to get in a fight with this guy, especially when it comes to Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom, yep. or any Dragon Ball Z game. You do not want to get in a fight with this guy at all. Uh, I don't know about that, Al. <laughs> ah, you're being modest. Listen, you know we've <laughs> talked about this. I would put money on you if you were doing a tournament for any type of fighting game. That's for sure. What do you think, Jacob? Oh, 100%. Yes, he would. For, I would definitely put all my money on Steven in any fighting game. He don't even have to play it ever in a brand new fighting game. You just give him the controller. He's winning. <laughs> and Jacob, tell us about yourself. Well, my name's Jacob Witt. I'm also a nerd. Not as long as them two, but they're older than me. But I do enjoy all things Marvel, and I play a lot of video games. Um, currently going to school and college, become a teacher. And, nice. And that's about it. <laughs> Another good thing about uh, Jacob that I want to point out, you know, yeah. Stephen has played all kinds of video games growing up, Marvel, DC, keeping up with comic books and stuff like that. Jacob is like a little brother to both of us. And the funny thing about Jacob is he grew up playing probably some of the best video games of, of our time. I mean, this kid was growing up playing uh, Master Chief, you know, Halo, Gears of War, Call of Duty, and he was spanking other kids at this game, including myself. <laughs> so that's the cool thing about... Jacob has a lot of good gaming experience. So the other main reason why we're here is talking about the show One Division. Like I said, it's on Disney Plus and on Marvel, uh, created by Marvel Studios. This show has been really fun to watch. It leaves us with a lot of questions. We don't have really a lot of answers. We have some ideas and some fan theories out there about the show. Right now, there's only five episodes out, you know, out on Disney Plus. But we're going we're gonna to be talking about some of the fan theories and trying to give some answers and possibly as to where in the world is this show going to take us into the next Marvel phase. So let's, let's, let's start with Steven. What do, you, what do you think about the show, man? I mean, have you enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've enjoyed the little callbacks, you know, and some things people have already caught on to, like the fake commercials being tied to uh, traumatic events that's happened to Wanda. You know, with the uh, the uh, stuck stucker watch and stuff like that, or stuckman, and uh, the little callbacks like Jimmy Woo doing the back palm, and that's another thing too about me is you know I, I'm a magician, been doing that for plus twenty years too, and the fact that he actually learned how to do the back palm after he kept aggravating Scott Lang about it, and that man of the wasp was just. I thought that was brilliant. They didn't point it out. He just did it, and you had to make the connection for yourself. Yeah, that, that was one clever thing. I remember uh, you and I were talking about that, and I was like, what are you talking about? 
And, you know, probably like me, I mean, I pick up on that because you talk, you talk, talk to me about it, but uh, the back palm, what, what, what he's actually, uh, he's talking about is it's a magic card trick where the card just comes out of, out of nowhere and through the hand. And uh, Jimmy Woo was doing that in the, one of the episodes there. And like, that's a, that's a great thing to pick up on. And you're, you're, you're mentioning the commercials. Okay. In the one division show, that's one thing I kept like watching, like even going back and watching some of the, uh, you know, watching the episodes over again. I'm thinking, man, every time a commercial comes on inside of the one division, inside this uh, alternate reality or this new reality that Wanda's created, I'm thinking there's something here. I mean, there's there is a tidbit. I feel like I need to pay attention, check it out, see what it is. And so there are a few. Well, it, almost each commercial, like you're saying, it's it's going back to a traumatic event i'm trying to think and that it's going to be linked to a future event maybe but really I, that's what i'm thinking i'm getting more information that this is just subconscious commercialing basically that it's just a traumatic event that uh, wanda has experienced and uh what the first one was the toaster and they had the saying forget the past this is your future so it makes you think that Wanda's really trying to suppress her past. You know, we, we're coming off of a really big a climax from uh, Infinity War into the end game. You know, people got totally uh, decimated, vanished, and then blipped back. And we noticed in that movie, one person didn't come back that we really wanted to come back. That was Vision. So, Maybe she's trying to forget the past and she's trying to create her own future. But the ironic thing about that toaster commercial in episode one oh, is that it's from Stark Industries. You get, you know, from Stark Industries, and you kind of go back to the flashback of her having that experience, that traumatic experience when she was basically her entire town in Sokovia was bombed by a Stark Industry weapon. Yeah. And so. There's some people that are saying that is definitely connected, and that's one of the things. I think it's pretty cool. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that that ties into it a lot, because one other thing, too, about that toaster commercial is if you actually go back and listen to it, the toaster is actually making a sound kind of like Tony Stark's repulsor rays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That goes back to Sokovia when we first meet her in Age of Ultron, and they're there on the island. That's what that goes back to. So she's thinking about how all those people got killed there. And at that point, I mean, she was she was Scarlet Witch like an enemy. I mean, she she was an enemy at that point because she had all this hate built up because of Stark Industries. And they meet her and she is a total, you know, monster <laughs> in this stuff. And to say that maybe she was even, you know, under the influence, under control or total loyalty to Hydra at that time. And that leads me to a another bit another commercial which i think this one's pretty cool i didn't even catch it at first i'm like okay hydra soap or the hydra soap okay basically you know the first time i you you hear about that is actually with uh agent colson and the agents of shield show you know they had a lot of subliminal hydra themed uh things in in that show and you know, talk about the magical plays, you know, that Agent Coulson always talked about. And but Agent Coulson says that this Hydra Soak basically is, you know, kind of like a mind controller or a uh, 
another substance that could just get your mind off of different things. So you see the woman that's uh, soaking in the bathtub and, you know, the name Hydra Soap. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Marvel has amazed me with how well they are able to connect everything. And like, I've not seen a franchise be able to connect so much, so perfect. You exactly. Know? Just insane. I just like from the, like everything you like, like I said, from the first Iron Man, they already had, like they was stuff in the last, I know this ain't one division, but in the last Spider-Man, they had stuff that related all the way back to the first Iron Man. I mean, it's just like, like, it's just amazing on how good of a franchise, how they're even, they're going to be able to connect all this together. It's just it's honestly, we are blessed to be able to see. Oh, it. that's that's a good point. I mean, because, and here's the main reason why I think they're able to do that. They've had this producer, Kevin Fage, I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, Kevin this Fage. guy, yeah, this guy has been out there doing and producing these movies ever since the start. I mean, he is now the total, you know, entertainment director, basically, for Marvel Studios. And so he, I know he oversees a lot. And, you know, of course, Marvel has always had good writers on a lot of their stuff. But this guy is kind of keeping up with the continuity of, of things like what you're talking about. Pulling back from a, a first Marvel Studios film and then, boom, 13, you know, movies, whatever, TV series, whatever. Later, he's pulling little nuggets out and throwing it at you. And I'm thinking okay, I know I've watched a lot of this stuff and, I'm, and I've seen a lot of it, but man, I, I, little things, you know, little things like the, uh, you know, the card trick from Jimmy Woo, I didn't remember. Uh, little things about, you know, the kind of the origin of uh, Scarlet Witch and the uh, Age of Ultron movie. I, I mean, like, I've not watched <laughs> it, you know, uh, numerous times, but they're bringing all this stuff up and I think that's really cool. And you know, we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA and the Avengers, things like that are very mainstream in, in the storyline, and they're going to keep this stuff moving. And there's another, another tidbit here. In episode two, they had another commercial with the Strucker watch. Okay, and, you, and Strucker watch, you know, it's got a little Hydra symbol in there. And that's the, I think that's the first time you really see uh, the Hydra symbol displayed in the show. And you're thinking, okay, it's a cool commercial, whatever. And you get that little bit, and you're thinking, what's going on? I mean, is this is this a Hydra issue? Is this something that is being done to Wanda by Hydra? And you get the name Strucker. I don't know if you guys know who, who Strucker is, but it's uh, Baron Strucker. Yeah. This guy also was in the previous movies. Like I said, there we go, pulling things back into the mainstream storyline right now. He was in what? Captain America Winter Soldier? I think he was in there yep. where Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were, were both kind of still under the presence or influence of Hydra. And he probably made them do all kinds of crazy things under the role of Hydra. But Strucker, I feel like, I don't know if you'll see more of him. Uh, I think I've read where the man is actually dead, according to the, the movie timeline here. But... I think it's cool that they, they bring him in just a little tidbit there. Well, what, what's amazing to me is have you noticed how she's getting her accent back whenever, like, when she walks out of her own home world, basically, when she walks out and goes out to, to all those uh, soldiers and stuff and has that thing, she has her accent the whole time. Oh, yeah. I think that's amazing how you see her going because she didn't have her accent. She didn't have it or it didn't show as much in, when she was an adventure after, you know, she became good. 
But when I just thought that that was pretty awesome how she got her accent back as soon as she decided to, you know, basically be sort of. I mean, she. I understand that she's the villain, but at the same time, the good part, the reason why Marvel it's so good though is because everybody can kind of see why she's doing it, even though it's wrong. Yeah. People can. Why? Well, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Spent this week's episode. Did did you uh, catch the commercial for this week? The loggers. Yes. Yes. Okay. That that one. I knew. I knew something was big about that one. I, you know, I love. I love the commercial. I love the brand. I mean, just uh, it's a typical household commercial. The Lagos brand. And I was like, I'm immediately like, as soon as I saw it, like, I gotta check this out. What does this mean? Yep. And is where we're uh, they were. It actually goes back to Civil War when uh, they were there investigating that hydra cell where Crossbones was at, and she tries to save Cap, and uh, Winter Soldier loses control of her powers and accidentally blows up a building. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I, I can see that. I mean, that's that's so good. And what was the what was the saying? Uh, when you make a when you have an accident and you and you got to clean up the mess. What was what was the, I can't remember the name of it slogan there oh for when you make a mess and you didn't mean to yeah yeah you log yeah. brand i mean i mean that that's so clever and it's ironic that uh in that little clip she's wiping up or, or the you know the the commercial showing the hands wiping up a a red spill yeah i mean literally symbolizes blood on her hands so this is definitely subconscious wanda and playing these little tidbits of of commercials, I think it's awesome. I think it's so different that this show has went the way and direction that it that it is. I mean, to and this is you know you're probably wondering, okay, well, what comic books are they pulling this story from? Okay, and Marvel has that that joy of pulling things from comic books and then having the creative influence of their team and create new things, and also uh, pulling from the uh, movies and. I did a little bit of research on it, and of course, I mean, you know, the Avengers and everybody. Yeah, that's a it's a big comic book now. I'm I'm I talk to other people and they say, you know, before the Avengers wasn't really that big back then. I mean, they had some really good storylines and stuff, but it wasn't always big. You know, once like, oh, the the newest issue of Avengers just just came out. I gotta go get it off the shelf. Yeah. No, you wouldn't see that. So, but one of the big things is Wanda and Vision. You know, Vision is just such a cool character and uh, how they got him in there and their relationship. So they did have a 12-part series and a four-part series of Vision and the Scarlet Witch. So uh, the first one was the four-part series that came out in 1982. Uh, the second one was the 12-part series that came out in 1985. And the one in 1985, the 12-part series, and listen, I've already looked this stuff up on eBay. This stuff is hitting hard, okay? it's The price is going up. I'm, I would love to have it myself. But that's where you get the storyline where she has created or she is trying to live as a housewife. They're just trying to have a, uh, a, a marriage, and you see this like family home drama and that she also creates or she gives birth to two sons okay and we see that in the show and we see that this whole thing of westview uh, i like how sword comes in and they're like we need you to come check this out it's not a missing person's case it's a missing town so she has taken over this 
this town of Westview, and inside of it is this perfect little reality uh, that is that is there. And you honestly think that it's totally Wanda. I mean, I don't know. This last episode, episode five, makes me believe that there's more speculation. She's almost victimizing herself, saying, I didn't do this. I'm not doing this. So it leads me to think that there's something more at hand what's going on. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I can see that. Because like you said, you, you mentioned that storyline and also in um, the House of M storyline and, and things like that. We know just from the comics that when Wanda is essentially having a mental breakdown or she's under a lot of grief or stress or PTSD, her powers take over without her even realizing what she's doing. And, and she can do all this stuff just by thinking about it without knowing she's doing it. So it could be very possible that, that she's doing all this out of grief and not realizing she's doing it in some events. You know, I know from this latest episode, we did get confirmation that she knows she's got this whole town basically held hostage. I don't think she knows how much it's affecting the people that's inside of it. Like when, Mon- like when you see Monica yeah. Rambeau come out and she's, you know, trying to explain what she heard in her head. And how it was affecting her, she said all, all, all she hear, all she could hear was Wanda, and that it was all Wanda. And then, and then the scene in this episode when Vision's there at his job, <clears throat> he gets a little dose of reality with leaked email that somehow gets in there from Sword. I thought that was a really good scene. Did Did anybody notice that her labs, the captain? labs and did you see the picture of the brain scan like when they did a cat scan it was like stat what's that going to be meaning is like is that because when she got in there and then we got sent well, back Mon- out monica rambo does actually end up in the comics getting powers yeah they're, they're definitely talk about this for those who don't know who monica rambo is and where she come from and why she's in this uh series with sword check this out yeah, you could go ahead. See, yeah, go ahead and take it away. See what you can do there. Well, I've not, I've not looked into it a whole lot, but I do know she gets powers, and she's, I know she's almost on the level, if not a little bit above, like Captain Marvel level. Like, like that's how powerful she gets. She has some pretty good powers, but what I'm, I'm thinking they're going to use the way they're going to introduce her powers. I think in the MCU is where she had spent time inside of Wanda's Westview, and. You know, you had Darcy there, who's the doctor, and last episode she had mentioned that there was a lot of radiation there inside the energy field. So I'm thinking that's how they're going to connect her powers in the MCU. Yeah, I can see that. The big thing I was trying to get out with this with Monica. Okay, if you watch Captain Marvel, the movie, Monica is actually the little girl, okay, to her best friend. Her best friend founded the sword division and Monica is a little girl and she steps up to the plate and she's helping with sword. So technically Monica does have some influence and has some powers. She does get powers. I, I don't know when and where, but she is another form of Captain Marvel. So I don't know if you're going to see that come about, but that's, that's just a little you know tidbit about Monica. And I, I loved her character as Geraldine. When she was inside of Wanda. And another thing, they keep calling this entire little world or environment, uh, this town that uh, Wanda is in, they're, they're calling it the Hex, you know? And I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
inside of the hex. We know we've seen a lot of little bits and pieces of hexagonal shapes in inside of different parts of the episodes. And that's kind of like a little Easter egg that if you notice the hexagonal shapes, that should mean something. Personally, I think I think it's cool because it's playing into the fact of the Scarlet Witch factor. You know, when you think of a of a witch casting spells or something like that, it's also known as that's a what I was about hex. to go into. So she's got that, that. Uh, the hex thing, I think that could reference so many things. I, like I think it's a callback to the Scarlet Witch herself, because like you said, and I think at some points even in the comics, she refers to her powers as hex magic. That that she's you know, she's putting a hex on people. And which I, I can see that also because the the character of Agatha in the show, I, I think that might be Agnes from the comics. And Agnes is Oh yeah, it's the other way, right? Yeah, yeah I think Agnes. Agnes might be Agatha yeah. because I know in the comics she teaches Scarlet Witch how to use chaos magic. Yeah, I've heard a, a good point about that as well. Uh, people are leading up with that that teaser trailer or or the original trailer yeah. for the show that you know Agnes shows she's driving down the road and she's got a witch costume. Apparently, it's like a Halloween. Then you got like a classic Vision outfit from the comic books, and then you even got you know uh, Wanda in her you know traditional Scarlet Witch outfit from the comic books. And I've heard some things. You know, that they're really trying to lead up to to the whole Agatha and maybe even a Mephisto character, which is the devil type character for Marvel Universe. He's a big character. I mean, when he shows up, things get real. They get crazy. Normally, if you're making a deal with the devil or if, you know, in, in the storylines, things get really crazy. So I don't know how I feel about that theory or idea. I've seen the theory that says that they think that her husband is, in fact, that like that's why she always brings her husband up. If you notice, they always talk something about well, her husband. Th- that's a pretty good theory. I've not heard that I mean, one yet. I it is that. a theory, but it does have it has a lot of future stuff involved that that really do support that theory. Now they've not confirmed it for the second Doctor Strange movie, but knowing that. Scarlet Witch is going to be in the second Doctor Strange movie, and that's directed by Sam Raimi. You know, he directed the first three Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire, but he's primarily known as a horror director. You know, he created the, uh, the Evil Dead series and things like that. And Marvel did say they wanted this Doctor Strange movie to line up more with the first series of books that Doctor Strange was introduced in, which was Strange Tales. And those were horror-based comic books. See, Doctor Strange started out as a horror comic. He just had powers. Yeah, I know the horror comic books were really big back in the 70s. So Marvel and DC were both trying new things. And yeah, that would be no surprise to me if they they go that route. And I'm thinking if you're going to do horror and you're going to tie it into your Marvel Cinematic Universe, then you would go with Mephisto. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mephisto... Like I said, I think he'll be a big character. I'm not sure if we'll get it soon. I, here's the thing. I don't think it's even necessary. I mean, I, I like the toying with the, the viewers and everybody, the fans, but I don't even think it's necessary at this point because they can do so much more. Okay, and Back to the hexagonal thing, you know, the shape there, and, and the images that we see, I can't help but think about AIM. 
Okay. I cannot help but think about AIM, which is another subdivision of Hydra. And this could be supported a little bit by the episode where the beekeeper outfit, the beekeeper guy comes out from the sewer. And, and if you watched all the episodes, you know what happens when or how the beekeeper comes up and stuff like that. And the beekeeper is not necessarily AIM, but, you know, the basic design of characters in AIM costume in the comic books, they called it the beekeeper suit, basically. And AIM, they're... Their logo is a hexagon shape. And I feel like they could do more following into that. And maybe it's just an opening door that uh, we can see later on in the future. But I think it's pretty cool that they put something like that in there. It gets you thinking for sure. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe AIM was responsible for developing some of the experiments that they did on Wanda. Exactly. And that, that kind of goes back maybe with the, the Strucker thing you know he was involved and maybe she was you know involved with aim and of course with hydra and part of the experiments there but one of the biggest things i think we definitely got to talk about like i said we're talking about things moving forward into the next phase of the marvel cinematic universe including the the multiple tv shows that are going to be coming out we saw such a big crossover in episode five i mean disney plus is just doing they, they, are, they have these shows that are just releasing some of the best content for fans and viewers, you know, that like this stuff. And so to see the reveal of episode five and see that crossover, you know well, that I'll, was awesome. I'll go ahead and spoil it. And this is a spoiler warning for when this does go up. And if anyone's not watched it yet, I suggest you watch it. This is your last warning. But at the end of episode five, Wanda and Vision get into an argument. And the doorbell rings. And at this point, Vision's questioning Wanda on if she's controlling everybody and what they do. And she swears up and down that she didn't know that would happen. And based on the look of her face, I think it was legitimate. I think she didn't do this. She had no control over it. And then she goes to the door and opens it. And there is Evan Peters as Pietro, Quicksilver, from the Fox X-Men movies, standing there at the door. And then he acknowledges her as his long-lost sister. Yeah, that was such a great moment, man. I mean, I mean, because personally, I like that Quicksilver. They didn't do enough with the Quicksilver in the, in the Avengers film. I mean, maybe because they had other things on the table or Fox had, had that Quicksilver and X-Men movie uh, on the table. But, but that guy, I mean, go back and watch that. His scenes... As Quicksilver, absolutely hilarious, great. And, you know, I, I think it's awesome. You got to see that first crossover from, from a Fox movie now under the rights of, you know, uh, of, of Marvel with, with Disney. That is so great. So we know for sure. I'm glad that we're doing Wanda as a mutant and, you know, every, and, and then Petro coming in, Quicksilver. So we know this for sure. And this is the start of it. Mutants are coming. Mutants are coming, that's for sure. And we're starting to see that, and we know they're going to build up on that, and that's going to be awesome. But but another thing I want to talk about is about the two children. Okay, that's that's a big point. About the two children that, that Wanda either creates or gives, you know, legitimately gives birth. I have no clue. Okay. 
that is a pretty cool uh, story point. And that was a good point, even in the comic books. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, what they were in the comic books. But what do you think about these two I, kids, Tommy and Billy? Do we think they stay? Do we? Think I do think real? they will stay. What do you guys I think? think that's going to also help bring in mutants as well, like with them to help like add on to bringing in mutants. I was wondering how they was able to change their age so fast. Do they have some type of control over the their this world too, where they're part of her? I've wondered that they're able to change without even so, having her magic or anything. Yeah. Their her magic didn't work on them. Remember when she was trying to get them to go to sleep in the first beginning of the episode, it wouldn't work, and she was wondering why that wasn't working. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I was kind of curious about that too, like. Why isn't her magic working on that? I, I don't know the answer to that. But if these kids stay and, you know, it's, it's what, Tommy and Billy? Okay. Here's what they are. In the comic books, uh, they become known as Wicked and Speed. Wicked is, is Billy, Kaplan, and Tommy is, is Speed. And listen, Wicked has the powers of Scarlet Witch, and Speed has the powers of of their uncle, he has the powers of, of his uncle, Quicksilver. And this is one of those things that we know, like at the end of the Endgame movie, we know that there is a transition going on with the Avengers. Okay, a lot of speculation. And with them bringing in these two kids, it kind of lets me speculate even more on how far they're going to go, the new launch maybe of the Avengers. So you know they could go in the route of the new Avengers, Okay, having a brand new team of, of, of Avengers, you know, Miss Marvel, uh, you know, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, different stuff like that. Uh, but Wiccan and Speed are actually introduced in the Young Avengers, the children version, basically. The kids of the Avengers step up to play and they have a Young Avengers. So we could possibly see something like that later on. I don't think it's going to make it to the mainstream movies or anything like that maybe we'll see a spinoff show years down the road well yeah that's a possibility because i do know just based on everything kevin feige laid out in just the the little short video i sent you well it's about a 20 minute video i mean yeah they threw in a few movies there but a lot of it was disney plus shows and that was slated to go on for at least between the shows and the and the tidy movies from the shows that's your next two three years of marvel right there I mean, they've already planned this out for another 10 years. And then I, I think one of the films in that long buildup for this phase of the MCU is a new Avengers film. Yeah, I can see all this is going to lead up to another Avengers film. I mean, you know, I like I like that they've, they've done a, such a great big storyline with the Infinity War and Endgame. And now we're, we're separating and we're slowly building back up again because... I mean, listen, that's yeah. what generated this movement, you know, of, of, of culture that we like the movies, we like the comic books. And so you you have another buildup coming on with these TV shows, pulling things from here and there. You're going to see another big bad guy. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's going to be the, the debate. And they got so many options to do with this stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Uh, I think we've got some some good stuff here. We've asked a lot of questions. We've had some answers and we're still you know leaving basically with with questions on on our minds about where in the world is this show going i mean what 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 comic books are going to be the hits coming from this show 
upcoming series, the movies. But I tell you one thing, I've I've really enjoyed this show. I'm very excited for this podcast, for Easy One Comics and more podcasts. And having Steven and Jacob Witt on the show today, that's just awesome. I mean, we are always talking about stuff like this anyway, whether it be with their group messages, text messages, or whenever we're seeing each other in person. This is stuff we talk about all the time. And I think this is just a great way to get together, you know, still be, you know, doing busy life, whatever, just to sit down and get together and still talk about this stuff. Have some fun with it. And I'm really looking forward to you guys being on here again. I think that's going to be a wrap for today on this show about One Division. Guys, it was absolutely wonderful. We hope that you guys uh, follow us on Facebook. Check us out, Easy One Comics and more, and give us a like. You can follow us on Spotify and check out our podcast. Be sure to download your free app, Spotify, and create your account for free. Uh, search Easy One Comics and more podcast. Give us a like, give us a follow, and be sure to stay tuned for more.